Turn to Luke chapter 21 if you're not already there. Luke chapter 21. You know, the psalmist said, This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's what the psalmist said. Would you allow me to adjust that a little bit without doing injustice in scriptures? This is the year that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so I want to think about this this morning. The title of the message today is Spared for Another Year. Spared for Another Year. We appreciate those of you in the auditorium as well as in junior church. They can't hear us. As well as those who are watching at home, we appreciate your listening and watching. And may God bless you and speak to every heart and speak of your thoughts. Now, I don't need to tell you this morning because you're intelligent people. What's going on in the world, what's going on in our own country, if we start talking about that, we're all going to be depressed. Because it is what it is and it is reality. Yet, the person who knows Christ as Savior has a different perspective on things. If we didn't know him today as our Savior, you might be going bonkers. Well, maybe some of you are anyway. <laughs> I don't know. It takes one to know one, they say. Anyway, I can't imagine, how could people go to sleep at night without knowing the Lord? I mean, really, how could they go to sleep and have some rest? And I'm not judging them. I'm just saying it's a blessing, and we should not act like them. And I say that kindly, but factually. Now, I want to read here in, in Luke chapter 21. Beginning in verse 25. <clears throat> and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth. Distress of nations, plural. But the Bible's so old and outdated, it just, it's not. I'm being smart, Alec. Do you think we have distress of nations today? With perplexity. Isn't that the truth? The sea and the, and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Spared for another year. <clears throat> now I realize it's only January 3rd, but 2020 is gone. And as far as we know, we're beginning a new year. We have begun a new year, and we're, 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 it. we're it. We're here. Luke's not here. None of these apostles here. Paul's not here. Jesus is not here in the bodily form like he was in these days. So it's us. Spared for another year. Now look down to verse 34 of chapter 21. This is Jesus talking. And take heed to yourselves. You mean you? Think about you. 
lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares, plural, of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares, meaning Jesus coming in the rapture, we would say. <clears throat> For as, like or as, the comparative words, as a snare shall it come upon all that dwell in the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. And in the daytime he was teaching in the temple, Jesus. And at night he went out in a boat in the mount that is called the Mount of Olives. And all the people came early in the morning to him in the temple. I guess we don't do that anymore, do we? For to hear him, spared for another year, Think with me for just a moment. If there were no more Sundays for us to assemble the church and preach, if there were no more weeks to work for Jesus, if there were no more hours to pray in his name, then we could only be happy for the things we had done. Past. Then we could only rejoice in the victories we achieved in times past. But as of January 3rd, 2021, he hasn't come yet. So how do you know? Because I'm planning on leaving. And so are you if you know Christ is Savior. And not only, and guess what? You don't have a choice. Oh, I don't think I want to go. You're going. You don't have a choice. It's not, it's not a multiple choice. You're going. I'm going. And why would you want to stay here anyway? Are you? I don't know if it's a spiritual word. Are you nuts? Now, one of these days, it will be true. I'm always tickled by these people who say, well, Jesus, he's coming, but he hasn't come yet. So what doesn't mean he's not coming? Do you have anybody in your family that's habitually late? Boy, I got more response out of any of my jokes. And, and somebody will say, well, they're coming, they're always late. And by the way, he won't be late. Because when God said this time, it'll happen. Just like when he sent him the first time. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. So when God says it's time for Jesus to come, he'll come. We might think he's dragging his feet. <clears throat> Where we get that spiritual understanding, it's not for the Bible. <clears throat> but he will be true one day, but not yet. As of this moment. We did finish 2020, he didn't come. Another year's begun. It might be this year. We need to be alert according to what Luke says here in this passage and verses we have read. We need to be alert. We could be taken unawares. Now, he's, I believe he's talking to saved people. And again, I have a red letter Bible. That means these are the literal words out of Jesus' mouth. I mean, it's all the word of God. We understand that. But it, it emphasizes the fact to us that Jesus is talking. So we better listen up. We could be taking other words. Now, he's talking to these people. A long time has passed since he, he said these words, huh? And yet, we see many things he talked about coming to pass even today. We could be taken unaware. Verse 34, he's cautioning them. He said, and take heed to yourselves. <clears throat> Lest at any time... Your heart be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And that day, 
the rapture is coming again, come upon you unawares. Us unaware, you unaware, me unaware. Follow these. Follow with me this morning just for a little bit. We read in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 3, For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. What do we know about thieves? They don't announce themselves. And, and I see all the commercials like you do. Oh, you got to get ADT, you got to get this, Get all these things. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that. If you have it, bless your pea-picking heart. Do you think a thief is going to really say, oh, I see that sign in the yard. I'm not going to come to this house. I don't think so. If they're going to steal, they're going to steal. And they're a thief. And they're not going to announce it as a thief. You don't expect it. Do you go to bed at night thinking, oh, somebody's going to rob us tonight. If you think that, you're probably not going to sleep. Now, I've had my house broken into in Rhode Island. I don't think we were asleep because I would have got up and killed the guy. I said, preacher shouldn't say that. Don't come in my house. <laughs> and they stole some stuff from us. I think we were at church. But they did, they did break our house and steal some stuff. But you know what? We didn't say, you know what? I think we're going to have a thief at our house today. We had no idea. Brother, it was as a thief. We go, what happened to the, I forget what they stole now. They stole, I think, a VCR. That's back in the old days. We didn't have DVDs then. They stole our VCR. They stole maybe the television or something. Not a lot of stuff, but enough that we noticed. Wow, as a thief. And he's saying, you know what? Jesus is going to come as a thief in the night. Sometimes we don't think about it. He can come at any moment, and we don't think about it. He went on to say in verse 5 of 1 Thessalonians 5, Ye are all the children of light, that means you're saved, and children of the day. We are not of the night, meaning night spiritually, nor of darkness spiritually. Verse 6 of 1 Thessalonians 5, Therefore let us not sleep as do others. He didn't mean physically sleep. He meant spiritually be asleep. But let us watch and be sober, not not being drunk, but be serious-minded, be awake, be alert. <clears throat> For that they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, serious-minded, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter reminds us again, 2 Peter chapter 3, and verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervor and heat. The earth also, the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? That's a question for them. It's a question for us. What kind of persons should we be? Or should you be? Should I be? The answer is 
a light in the darkness, spiritually. Remember Jesus said, let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We're to be light, we're to be salt, <clears throat> we're to be Christ representative. Paul said, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. You know what? You are an ambassador today. Or I guess if you're a girl, are you an ambassador, ambassadoress? Anyway, you're a girl ambassador. <clears throat> you represent a foreign country. Heaven. And you represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's what we're supposed to be doing. I'm afraid that many times we're failing. He said that we should be holy conversation. Conversation is not just, we use the word today to mean talking. It is ta talking. You shouldn't tell some of the jokes that some of the people tell at work. If I have to explain that, then you need whatever. <laughs> It's not only the words out of our mouth, it's the way we live. Do you live different than everybody else? It's not so much your sin. I'm going to be different today because I want to be weird. You're different because Christ is in here. Your whole life is different. Your thinking's different. Your attitude's different. And you know what? You don't have to carry around a Bible as big as a Sears and Roebuck catalog or have bumper stickers all over your car. Now, if you do, I still love you. God bless you. But don't put bumper stickers on my car. I hate them. Your life and my life should be different because you are different. Whether you're at Walmart or you're at the bank, no matter where you are, it should be different. So we need to have our conversation holiness. Now, not holiness, not holier than thou. We don't need people like that. I think in the Bible, well, I know in the Bible, in the New Testament, there's a group of people called the Pharisees. They were holier than thou. And the funny thing is, Maybe interesting. They weren't holy at all. But they gave the profession, well, they wanted people to think they were. The modern day word is my word. They were gas bags, spiritual gas bags. They were full of dead men. Jesus said, you're full of dead men's bones. So they're dead people walking around, so to speak. Notice he said again in verse 34, take heed. In other words, be aware, be alert to why does your microwave beep when it goes off? Don't you hate that? I gotta find, we got a new microwave. I gotta just find out how to get that, that thing. And it's so piercing. And it goes on and on and on. I'm thinking, okay, I heard it the first time. You know what it's telling me? To be alert because whatever's in there is ready for you to eat or drink or whatever it is. Be alert. We need to be, take heed. He said, unless you be overcharged. No, I don't mean somebody charged you too much at the store. That's not what he's talking about. We know that under, under is not enough and over is too much. Be overcharged or means, the word means to weigh down or to overcharge. Then he talks, he talks about surfeiting, not surfing. What is surfeiting? I looked it up for fun. Surfeiting is oversupply, excess, overindulgence in eating, drinking. I'm sure nobody did that last month. And the feeling resulting from this discomfort. That's what surfeiting is. Now keep in mind who's Jesus talking to. 
He's not preaching, to my opinion, he's not preaching to the world in general. He's preaching to his people. Isn't it strange he had to say it to his own people? Because he goes on and talks about drunkenness. Why would he have to tell his own people, don't be drunk? It's not, and by the way, it's not, well, I don't, I don't drink to get drunk, I just drink a little bit. Why do you need any? Besides, it costs buku bucks. I, now, one bumper, two bumper stickers I do love. If you love Jesus, tithe, anybody can honk. I love that one. But don't put it on my car. Put it on yours. This, one of my second favorite bumper stickers is, if you must drink and drive, drink Pepsi. <laughs> the Christians shouldn't be found at the local bar or... By the way, if I just drink at home, you got to bite at the store. People see you. Next, this is Jesus talking. Then he said, the cares of this life, they are many and we all have them. If you're alive this morning, everybody's alive, you're breathing, you're watching at home, you do have cares of this life. Now, in order to not depress us, I'm just going to give us a couple. What's the context? He's saying, don't let these things overtake you, that you're not aware Jesus is coming. That you're like, oh, I had no idea. I'm gone now. He's come. He said that that should not take you as unaware. What are some cares of this life? How about your health? Either yours or someone that you love. That could be a very concern. We have a lot of people who are sick, who are recovering. They're not all recovering from COVID, by the way. Somebody says, somebody's sick, oh, they got the COVID. Not everybody has the COVID. Do you know there's a thing called the regular flu? By the way, I'm throwing this in. <clears throat> Do you know how many people died in the state of Ohio last year from regular flu? 20,000. You know how many died? I want to be very, very careful here because no matter who dies, we want to be concerned about people and somebody's loved one. But you know how many died from COVID in Ohio so far? 8,000. Now, those 8,000 souls are important. I don't want you to misunderstand me, but isn't that strange? 20,000. I haven't heard anything about the regular flu of you. 20,000 Ohioans. By the way, that's from the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta. That is not from a Baptist preacher. But health can be a concern. So I'm not saying dismiss the COVID. What I'm saying is health of yourself or someone else, even the flu. Who wants the flu? Or who wants a cold? Health. Finances. Now, it's never a problem having too much money, is it? You say, I don't know. We never had that problem. I get you. It's always not enough. Nobody says, I got such money. I don't know what to do with it. Come up to me. I'll give you a few ideas. <clears throat> we think of health care and the cost of health care keeps going up and the quality of health care. I think of health and we all face issues of health. From minor to major, or someone we love or concerned about them. Isn't it sad that our people in the hospital, families in the hospital, and even in rehab and nursing homes, that their family has to visit them at the window? I don't say that to be mean, I'm just saying it's a fact. This is personal. I'm so glad my mother's gone. I don't think she can handle it. I don't know if I could handle it. It'd be hard to just go to the window and say, hey. And how do you explain to a person who has dementia and Alzheimer's? How do you explain to them? So it's got to be frustrating. That's, that is a care of this life, this world. Not up there. But you ain't there yet. That's what he's saying. The cares of this world. 
Now, one thing I like, I want to throw out about health care and health costs. A number of years ago, evangelist Bob Puffer, most of you, if you've been to a church, you know him. He's, he can play about anything. He can sing. And he's half crazy. If he was sitting here, I'd say, he's half crazy. And he acts like that just at the house as he does at church. He's crazy. He's funny. Uh, several years ago, he was very, very ill. He had to come off the road. He had all kinds of problems, health problems. And you know what he said to me? He goes, you know what, Mark? He goes, my tithe is my best health insurance. He said, God has met all my needs. Now, I'm not saying to go cancel health insurance, but it's interesting. That's what Puffer said. <clears throat> Even though he's crazy, he's right. And Puffer, you're listening, more power to you. What about our daily responsibilities and duties? Probably, unless you're retired, and God bless you for that, you've worked hard your life, or if you're independently wealthy, and that's okay too, you're probably going to have to go to work tomorrow. Sorry to discourage you. So that could be a care of this life. The people you work with, the people you have to put up with, the baloney you have to put up with, the words you have to hear. Are you with me? So your job, how about your car? Aren't cars wonderful when they work? Boy, when they don't work, it's a pain in the neck. And some people are better at this than others. I'm not. I don't know what to do. Your car doesn't work or doesn't start. You try to figure it out, and hey, good, good thing you have AAA. How about the house? How come there's always things something need to be fixed at the house? And if you're not aware of it, the wife has a list. Except at our house, I give her the list. I don't know how to fix the toilet. I don't know how to drywall. I don't know how to mud. I can sand, but don't tell her. <clears throat> There's always something at the house. And then when it snows, you got to shovel the snow. And then you find a leak in the roof. Are you with me? The cares of this life, the, the world we live in, we're not escaped yet. The lawnmower, oh, I hate it when the lawnmower breaks. Now, I have a riding lawnmower because I have a big yard. And invariably, it'll work for a while. Then all of a sudden, right in the middle of summer, it'll stop. It'll just stop in the middle of the yard. More in the yard, it stops. I'm going, I'm looking around. I said, now, Lord, do you know this is me? I don't know what I'm doing. So I just get off and push it to the garage. The cares of this life. And you could probably think of your own, and I'm not going to bore us or discourage us. But let me go on with another one. How about if you're a husband to love your wife? The Bible says you're to love your wife. That's not the that's a verse. Then it says, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Fellas, that's a convicting verse. It's in the Bible. How about the wife, being a wife or being a husband? Or how about being a parent and having family and children at the house? You get the baby up. It's your baby. No, I'm too tired. i got to go to work. You get up and feed, feed the baby. Are you with me? Raising children can be a challenge. It can be a care of this life because they don't always do what you want them to do. When you want them to say something, they don't. When you want them to keep their mouth shut, they don't. Are you with me? And it's usually some embarrassing thing. 
Oh, do you know what mommy said to daddy last night? It's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And it maybe wasn't anything big, you know, but how about spiritual concerns of our family members? Maybe some of your family is not saved. That is a cure of this life. I want to say this very carefully. I don't think we're going to have that cure up there. But we have it now. They're not saved. Probably everyone in this congregation and those listening has a family member who's not saved. Or maybe they claim salvation, but they're not walking as close to the Lord as they need to. Or they should. Or they should. That's part of what Jesus is trying to say here. We need to get closer to him, not away from him. So that doesn't take so that days and doesn't take us as unaware. And now I'm going to stop with all the cares of this life. It does say cares plural, but I'm not going to go on because I don't want to discourage everybody. Now, if your lawnmower, one good thing about the winter, I'm not worried about my lawnmower starting. It's in the garage, and that's where it's going to stay. I'm worried about it in April. Do you know I actually had to jump? I had to jump my lawnmower with my car once. Actually, twice. Now, my neighbor's probably saying, what is that crazy guy doing? I'm jumping my lawnmower with my car. They're both 12 volts. Guess what? It worked. So who's, who's the smart guy? So now you learned something in church today. Nothing about the Bible, but you know if your lawnmower doesn't start, you can start jumping with your car as long as they're both 12 volts. Now, if they're not both 12 volts, don't do it. We could be caught in a snare-like surprise, <clears throat> caught in a trap. Notice he said, beware, verse 35, the wiles of the devil. What are the wiles, W-I-L-E-S? The cunning arts, the deceit, the craft, the trickery. Remember back in the book of Genesis where the devil <clears throat> tricked Eve into eating what God said not to eat? And then she gave it to her husband, and the old boy said, okay, yes, dear. He said, yes, dear. And he took it. Isn't that what happened? It just says she gave it to him, and he took it. By the way, that's still the devil's plan today. You know why it's still his plan? Because it works. It worked then. It works now. His M.O., his modus operandi, has not changed. So we should be aware of that. Jesus said he's a liar. Matter of fact, he said specifically in John 8, 44, you of your father, the devil, is a liar and the father of it. And so, also we read there, we read in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11, put on the whole or complete armor of God, that is spiritual armor, that you may be able to stand against these wiles of the devil. And by the way, it says the wiles in Ephesians 6, 11, meaning more than one. He is so much smarter than we give him credit for. No, we're not to worship him and praise him, but he's so much smarter than we give him credit for. We're talking about spared for another year and not being caught unaware by Jesus coming. <clears throat> then he says there in Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 25, In meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure, that's another word means possibly or perhaps, will give them repentance to acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him, Satan, at his will. 
The only way to recover themselves from the snare of the devil can be done with the grace and help of God. People try to get themselves out of the snare of the devil, but they can't. We need to be careful. Paul was writing that to Timothy. Who was Timothy? His young protege, if you will. His young son in the faith. And he's telling this to Timothy. Be careful, Timothy. Don't get that caught in that trap of Satan. And we've all been caught in it once or twice. <clears throat> Many people are not living as though they were victorious. They're living in defeat as prisoners to Satan. Remember what John said, greater sin is in you. Not you're great. Not I'm great. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, either that's true or none of the Bible's true. We can't just take one verse that we like and apply it. He's in you if you're saved. He's greater. So that's why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. It wasn't Paul doing it. It was Christ doing it through Paul and through you and through me. Many times Christians are caught in his snares and are bound by their foolish ignorance of who is the king of glory. The king of glory does not reside at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Whoever is in the office. He does, not re, he, does not re, he does not reside in the United Nations building in New York City. It's God. So well, God doesn't know what's going on. Where do you get that from? Not from the Bible. He knows what's going on. It's people don't know what's going on. And what's going on is Jesus preparing to come. Don't let that day take you as a, safe person, as a, as, as a thief. Oh, I had no idea Jesus was coming. He's not going to slow down for you. Oh, let me take it a little bit slower because this guy, does, he's not aware. We're talking to safe people. Unsafe people, they need to get saved and trust Christ. They're not looking for his coming. They're looking for this, they're looking for that, they're looking for things to get better, things to improve. Not bad things or wrong things. <clears throat> We're looking for him to come. Now, he may not come this year. I don't know when the fullness of time, when he's going to come, but God does. So I'll just have to commit to him. So what do I do between now and then? Listen to what Jesus said all these years ago. Don't do these things. Don't get cut up in these things so, so you're aware of what's going on. When people say to you and to me, when they say Jesus is coming because of all the stuff that's happening, you know what? That's a perfect opportunity to say, yes, he is. Are you ready? What an opportunity to witness. You don't have to pull your Bible out. You don't have to pull a track out. You say, yes, he is. And you can explain why he's coming, how he's coming, and how they can go too. The world doesn't know the Bible, per se. But they know a few words and a few things. We could all be called into account at any moment. We read in verse 36. Now, I don't like that thought. That's a sobering thought, isn't it? We're going to be called into account. I hope we're all listening this morning. As you and I would stand before the, <clears throat> the Son of Man and the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, all judgment is committed to the Son. And Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 20, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Should we receive the things done in our body, whether they be good or bad? So Paul is telling the Corinthian Christians, as a saved person, those people in that church and those people in this church, all of us are going to stand before him and answer. Boy, that's a scary thought. 
I used to think it was scary when my mom said, what till your dad gets home? I was scared. What till your dad gets home? I'm going to tell him. I'm thinking, me and my little brother, we'd, Marty, we'd, let's pray that she, she forgets. Guess what? Sometimes it worked. And do you think we were going to bring it up? I'm not stupid. We didn't say nothing. Marty didn't say nothing. We're off the hook. <clears throat> Sometimes she did remember, though. And my dad wasn't near as hard as she was, so you know, he was kind of an easy, he was kind of an easy guy to work with. <laughs> well, he was. Plus, he was always working, unfortunately, taking care of his family, which I think is lacking in 2021 in a lot of fathers. Right, wrong, indifferent. He worked hard to take care of his family, period. Next, so I put a good word for him. Can you imagine yourself standing before the Son of God? It's hard for us to realize that because it hasn't happened yet. I guarantee when it happens, I'm going to be under conviction. I don't know about you. I'm going to be saying or thinking, I wish I would have done better. I'm not going to be saying, oh, aren't you lucky to have me, Lord? I know better than that. I think you do too. I wish I had given more. I wish I would have done more. I wish I would have gone more. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done better. We all will, will think that, which is, in my opinion, the Bible says God shall wipe away all tears. It's my opinion that part of those tears are going to be coming from us. But you know what? Can't do anything about it. It'd be too late. I don't think that's good grammar, but it'd be too late. Stand before him. Now, I don't have to answer for you in the sense of individually. I have to answer as a, for the church. I understand that. But individually, I have to answer for myself. That's why I'm worried about me. What am I doing? What are you doing? That's when you got to answer for it. In Matthew chapter 25, you read about the parable or the earthly story with the heavenly application, the parable of the talents. Many of you would be familiar with that. Some maybe not. In Matthew 25, 21, his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And you know, the third guy got one. He went and hid it in the earth. And the Lord, the par- in the parable, the Lord took the guy that had the one and gave it to the guy that had the ten. Now, talents are not just abilities as we have. Talents, actually, the Bible in this case is money. Because you don't get interest on talent. He said, well, I got some interest. I, I, I got some interest out of this. That's it. It's money. So the question would be, what has the Lord given you? As we think of talents, we change that thinking. And abilities, what, what has he given you? Now, some of you, bless your heart, you can't sing. So realize that and don't try it. Now, I know that's very mean, but it's not mean. Nobody wants to hear somebody who can't sing, sing. Have you done it? It's my opinion that Willie Nelson can't sing. 
Sorry if I broke your heart. He can play the guitar, but the boy, I think the boy needs singing lessons. Now everybody's mad at me. Okay. Well, I don't think he can sing. It's my opinion. I'm a child. I got my own nose. I can be told my own opinion. The boy can't sing. But God has given you talents. Even if you only have one, that's all you're responsible for. He gave you one. Whatever he's given, maybe the talent of teaching, singing, maybe the gift that nobody ever brags on. The gift of the talent of helps. Now, we have a lot of people in this church that are very helpful. It's a blessing. But, you know, some people, I had a lady at our church around, and she said, oh, pastor, I don't have any gift. I said, yes, you do. you got the gift of helps. Boy, her eyes lit up. She goes, oh, I never thought of that. I said, you have that one. Keep using it. And many of you have that. But what has the Lord given us each? He's given us all time. I say this kindly. None of you are dead today. You're alive. You're breathing. Breathe in, breathe out. You're alive. Guess what? This week, guess what God has given you? 168 hours. And guess what? We all get the same amount. Nobody gets more. Nobody gets less. Isn't it strange that some people could do a lot in a little amount of time? And some people have all the time. They say, I don't have time to do this. So we all have time. God's given you time. Time on this earth. Time to be busy serving him. So this day won't come upon you as unawares. Spared for another year. I'm assuming we're going to make it through the year. We may not. If we don't, that's not going to upset my apple cart. God has given you some talent. Whatever it is, find out what it is and use it. And be honest with yourself. I cannot play the piano. I want to. I think I might be too old to take lessons. I don't know. Maybe not. The piano people say, oh, no, you're not. Okay. So you don't want me to play the piano. You also don't want me to fix your toilet. I recognize that. So let somebody else do it. Let MacGyver do it. That's my wife. I even called her MacGyver at home. I said, MacGyver, will you fix that? So far, she hasn't divorced me. What about treasure? We think of finances. Do you have a job? I've said this before. I want to say it again. I pray every day that every person in the church does not lose their job. Sincerely. Pray that nobody gets sick. That's my sincere prayer. But maybe you have a job. You have income. God wants you to use it for him. Because you know what? When you die... You can't take it with you. I've seen people stuff money. People, I'm thinking, you're, what are you, stupid? If you want to give them money, write a check. Stick that in their pocket. Thank you for the three of you that got it. They can't cash it if they're dead. So write them a check. And then cancel it. <clears throat> no, because that's 25 bucks. You don't want to do that. Just write them a check. They'll never go to the bank. Unless their son or daughter says, hey, look at this money we got from Uncle Joe. And he cashes it. Let me ask you a question. In light of what God has given us, time, talent, and treasure, we listen carefully, if I say this carefully, in light of that, what are you doing for heaven's sake? We heard that expression, for heaven's sake. Well, what are you doing for heaven's sake, for eternity's sake? Good question, isn't it? 
I'm afraid we're probably not doing enough. I include myself. Can we do better? I think there's, somebody said the biggest world, room in the world. <clears throat> Let me say that again. The biggest room in the world is the room for improvement. Sure, we can always do better. How did you do in 2020? How are you going to do in 2021? <clears throat> By the way, it's my opinion, if you have no faithfulness, you have no joy. One of the reasons why many Christians don't have any joy because they're not being faithful. It's not that deep. And probably you have sorrow and weeping. <clears throat> now I see what time it is and I can tell time. We read in Revelation in chapter 4, and I'm not going to read these verses for the sake of time, but... <clears throat> It talks about, there in chapter 4, first, that he says, I'm going to open this door in heaven, and we're going to go up through that door. Then the verses 2 through 9 talk about the description of the area of God's throne. Then in verse 10 talks about the four and twenty elders laying down their crowns. Revelation 4, 10. And then they say, in verse 11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive honor excuse me, glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. <clears throat> By the way, we're going to have some crowns to cast his feet too. We should. The Bible teaches there are five crowns you can get. Now, if you're not a pastor, there's only four you can work on. Your pastor, you can, that's the fifth one for the pastor. But let me give them to you real quick. <clears throat> The crown of righteousness, he talked about that in first, an incorruptible crown in, in 1 Corinthians 9.25. Righteousness, do you, you read that verse in Proverbs that says this? Righteousness exalteth a nation. That's not the end of the verse. That's true, isn't it? But sin is a reproach to any people. Boy, we ought to have, hear that one in Washington, huh? That might help a little. So the first crown is the crown of righteousness. God's people shouldn't be needed, should not be needed to be reminded to live righteously and godly. He said in our passage earlier, holy conversation. We shouldn't have to be reminded. It should be innate. That is, if we do something that's unholy or unright, the Holy Spirit of God lives here says, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Not an audible voice. Oh, sometimes I'd like to hear one. I think it'd scare me, though. But something inside the Spirit of God says, that's not right. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have, went, you shouldn't have done that thing. By the way, that's good proof you're saved. If you go along and nothing ever, the Holy Spirit doesn't prompt you, I'd be thinking twice. <clears throat> anyway, then he, the second crown mentioned, the Bible is the crown of winning others to Christ. The soul-winning crown found in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 1. Now, the Bible does say, when it talks about soul winning, it says some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Not everybody's the same. So we're, it's not a contest. Oh, I got I'm good. I've heard people talk and say, oh, I had a contest. I led 10 people to the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Are you bragging about it? Or are you happy they got saved? Or are you trying me to get, say, I, I got 11? It's not a contest. But there is a reward and a crown. Philippians 4 1. Then there's a crown for loving his appearing. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. 
loving his appearing. But Paul said, unto all them that love his appearing. That's what Jesus is talking about. That's really what Jesus is saying here in this passage in Luke 21. Now, we just had the holidays. You made it through. You kind of wonder sometimes, am I going to make it through Christmas? And, and New Year's and Thanksgiving and all that? No doubt many, maybe not all of you, <clears throat> had people come to your house or you went to their house. Maybe loved ones, friends. And I read somewhere, that even though they told the government, said don't go there, the 80% of Americans went anyway. I did. Arrest me. I shouldn't say that. They might show up this afternoon. I'm going to give them your address. The point is, at Christmas time, the holidays, most people, maybe not everybody, you have people come to your house you haven't seen in a while. Or maybe you haven't seen them in a whole year. Maybe that's the only time you see them. And if we're thinking right, we're going to assume that we all are this morning. You probably want to see them because you love them. And when grandpa and grandpa shows up, yes, the grandkids are the first because they know they're getting the gifts. Oh, I love you, grandma. I love you, grandma. You take it and you go with it. Or people come to your house because you love them. And so you get to see them. Paul said to Timothy, his young preacher friend, you should love his appearing. Not, I want the Lord to come so I can get out of this mess. What if he says, okay, I will, I'm going to kill you. Is that plain enough? Be careful what you pray for. You might get the answer. It may not be exactly what you want. What I'm saying is, we, shouldn't, we should love his coming because we love him. Not just to get us out of this crazy world. Yes, that's a good result. That, that is a result of it. It's a blessing. But you want your family to come, again, if you're thinking correctly. You want your family to come because you love them. You haven't seen them. You want to be around them. Guess what? You're a normal person. We should love him and love his appearing because we haven't... Matter of fact, I've never seen Jesus of you. If you have, I need to talk to you after church. <laughs> I've never seen him. He's the one that died for me. He's the one that saved me as a nine-year-old boy. He's the one that called me to preach. He's the one. He's it. He, it's all about him. I've never seen him. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. We should want him to come because we love him. We love his appearing. And then the fifth crown is the martyr's crown. If you were literally lose your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, that does not mean somebody slams the door in your face. By the way, it doesn't happen too often. I've said before, I've said again, in 50 years, I've only had one person shut the door in my face. One! Now, maybe, I, maybe I'm ex the exception. I'll, I'll grant, be granted. Only one. I just wiped my feet off and went to the next house after I shut the door. <clears throat> and, of course, then the shepherd or the pastor's crown. So these crowns, we're going to give him. We have to work for them to get them and throw them at his feet. So we're talking about his coming. If we're not aware that he's coming and we're spared for another year to serve him, we're not going to be conscious of these things. Now, you don't work just to get the crown. It's just the blessing and benefit of it. We have been spared for another year, at least so far. Only God knows the future and what, what the future holds for our world or, or our church. 
or you individually or your family. It's why we must trust him knowingly and consciously. Well, we must keep busy serving him, focused on our task, lest, as he said in verse 34, we be, we be taken, that they come upon us, you as unawares or as a thief. How about you? How about you today? How will we do in 2021? As we pray and think and plan for a new year, Hopefully we all have some kind of plan for what we're going to do this year. And for the church, for yourself individually, we do, of course. There's nothing wrong with plans, but they need to be adjusted with God's direction and also in God's timing. Maybe God says, no, I'm coming in July. Fine with me. What we got planned for later on, big deal, big whoop. No big deal. Do we love him? Do we love his appearing? Is his, is his appearing going to mess up your life? Oh, Lord, we were going to go to Myrtle Beach this summer. Can't you wait till uh, October? You think there's anybody think that way? Yeah. I do. I hate to say it, but it's true. If he comes, he's going to mess up my life. How much do you love him? I can't answer that for you. We need to be prepared for and, and ready at all times. Now, he could come this afternoon. Is that going to mess you up? I don't know. Jesus said to his own people that take heed to yourselves. You individually take heed to yourself lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, excess, drunkenness, cares of this life. And do you know what? Why did Jesus say that stuff? Because it's true. And it's, we can be overcome with cares. Of the, just the cares of this life is enough to be overcome. And people say, well, when you get older, things get better. But the problems get harder. They do. And it doesn't matter what your age is, you have problems. So the cares of this life could overtake all of us. And, when, and by the way, <clears throat> let me say this. When they do overtake us, when we are overtaken, we can't and we don't. Serve the Lord. Because we're taken with the cares of this world. Let's stand, please, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed for just a moment. <clears throat> Spared for another year. We really don't know if the Lord's coming, and I'm not going to prognosticate because that's not smart. The guy tells you knows when Jesus is coming. In plain English, he's a liar. Because Jesus himself said, No man knows the day or the hour but the Father. Father, speak to all of our hearts today. Those of us in the auditorium, those who are listening, we pray that you would challenge us in this new year to take your words to heart individually, and even as a church, to be aware of these things in our lives and to do better. Lord, I would, I, I would think that most people want to do, the goal is to want to do better. Help us to do better. Speak to that one who needs Christ as Savior. Burden our hearts for those who we know that need, need you as Savior to tell them of you. Pray in Jesus' name with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Pianist begins to play. Maybe you need to make some kind of commitment to the Lord. The altar is open. <clears throat> Maybe you're at home. God spoke to your heart. By your table, just put your head down or close your eyes for a minute. Talk to the Lord for a minute. Maybe you've been, maybe you've been overcharged with the cares of this life. Again, Jesus said it because it's so easy to happen. 
And we don't mean to. It's not that we set out to do that, but boy, things can overwhelm you. In our hearts, our lives, Lord, be glorified while we wait just a minute. Maybe you need to pray about something right there in your seat. Maybe you need to come forward, hit the altar, and talk to the Lord about it. We'll submit it more in your mind. I find that that's true many times. We'll wait just a moment.